Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, without delay, I think we just want to go ahead and pick up where the Spirit of the Lord was leading. And um, really, everything that has been taking place on today um, ties into what the Lord, I believe, has laid on my heart to share um, in the Word. Um, even from um, the, the, the circle of truth this morning, I like to call it the circle of truth, because it is the Spirit of the Lord that is bringing the Word by way of his people, and it is the truth. And as we stand in that circle, even this morning, as what was being shared, um, which has been alluded to several times throughout the service already today, that God is calling us. There are people who are in need of receiving what God has placed in us. And we may not have always been on point with what it was we were supposed to do. And that's okay because God is a forgiving God and he's a God of a first, second, third. There's always an opportunity. Though there are people waiting and we should not delay because the heat, the enemy is trying to turn up the heat, if I can kind of say it like that. He's not doing anything different than he's always done. But if it, we, we can see it differently by way of the Spirit, see it differently, and feel it differently, because he knows his time is coming to an end, okay? So knowing that, all the more we should be about our business. Be about the business of the Father, shall I say. Be about his business in the way that he has called us to do it. Not, not like what we want to do it, because a lot of times that's what we get caught up in is the way we want to do it. Reappoint ourselves to the way that he wants us to do it and what it is he wants to have done. And the uh, testimony that you were sharing, uh, Brother Curtis, and the Lord was just having me to listen very intently to that because he was sharing with me exactly what you were, what you were saying. And you were talking about um, that build, that warehouse. And um, it was just huge. And you felt lost upon being lost on top of being lost. Lost. And there were people there who needed, basically needed the, the, the gift of God that was inside of you. But you were trying to escape because it was obviously a place you didn't want to be. And the Lord was speaking to me about that. Not just this morning uh, here in this seat, but before I even got here today. It's to not to try to escape the challenge because we are always praying, God, deliver me. God, get me out of this thing. God, help me. And we'd rather not experience the hard time that we're in the middle of. But God said, stop trying to escape. Stop trying to escape because in that, I am using you. In that is a purpose and my plan is being fulfilled. So wait. Where you are is temporary. Everything is subject to change here. Amen? It is all subject to change. So it might be tough. It might be rough. It might be uncomfortable right now. God might be asking us to minister to people that we really don't want to have anything to do with. 
But God said, stop trying to escape. Stop trying to get out. And just stay on the journey. Walk the path. Stay on the journey. So that was so powerful. So powerful. We don't know where people are. We don't know what their situation is. We don't know what they're going through. We have no clue sometimes. It is so important to be obedient. It does not matter where we are. Be obedient and to move forward by faith because somebody needs Jesus. They need to hear the truth of the word that is in you. Amen? Amen. And that's right in line with what the Lord is having us to share on today. Because we all are on a journey. We are all on a journey. Amen? On this journey, we all have to make peace with, with a few different things. There's lots of things that we really just got to be at peace about. Completely, it's about his plan. We just got to be at peace about relinquishing to whatever it is that God wants to do when he wants to do it. But there are a few specific things the Lord has been answering to me about some things that we really need to just get it down and stop fighting it, stop getting on hot and getting on cold and jumping in the middle and getting back on cold and hot. We need to just stay focused, to stay focused. And I know sometimes it is difficult. I know sometimes it's difficult because of all the different things that are going on around us, but all the more, it is so important that we stay focused. So there are some things that we need to, to make peace with. So, and we're going to talk about three of those things. Got eyes on, but I don't really, I can't see. So, <laughs> God is good. So one of those things, one of them, so we're, today we're going to be talking about uh, just being at peace with the truth. Being at peace with the truth with trust, and about our position to stand. Just being at peace with all that, without wavering, without wavering. And when we talk about the truth, let's talk about what is the truth and some of the things that we know is, are true. Because sometimes those are the things that we struggle with. I don't, don't ask me why, but it's just because we live in this flesh and we live in this world, okay? So sometimes we struggle with the truth. But what is the truth? The quality or the state of being true. That which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. A fact or a belief that is accepted as true. And what is it that we know to be the truth? God's word is the truth. Amen? God's word is the truth. What else is true? We know that God is God Almighty, that he is God, the only one and true God. He is God. We know that to be the truth. What else do we know to be true? We know that God loves us. Sometimes that's one of the things that we waver on. We can't 
get in our heads, in our heart, in our spirit, that someone, that, that, an, that an entity could love us beyond who we are, beyond our failure, beyond our imperfection. We can't get past the fact that if we didn't do something right, that God still loves us. And as Brother Curtis was sharing, we can't get beyond the fact that if someone has chosen to live a life of, hum of homosexuality, that God still loves them. That if someone has given themselves over to a life of drug addiction, that God still loves them. That if someone is a murderer, a pedophile, someone who acts against the people of God, that God still loves them. And then when we don't walk in truth and obedience, that God still loves us. But he loves us. You know why we can't understand and stay in the fact that God loves us? Because we've been so conditioned to the way that man loves us. Do you understand? That in man's imperfection, in our humanity, our love is not perfect. But God's love, God's love is perfect. It never changes. It is not conditional. That is the truth. Make peace with that truth. Stand and never waver on that truth. Don't let nobody tell you that God don't love you. Oh, well, you can't because you can't serve or worship or do this or the other thing, whatever it is, in act of the kingdom of God. Because, oh, you uh, did this so-and sister, so-and brother, so um, no, sorry, not today. Uh, we're going to wait on that. No, God loves you. And that brings about uh, an oppression, a condemnation, uh, uh, pointing of the finger, you know, uh, kind of putting your lifestyle on blast without offering the healing, the passage to healing that God has intended. People, God loves us. He loves us. And I've told myself for a long time, beyond my understanding, because I don't understand it. I'm telling you. And that's one of the things that breaks my heart with so much joy, puts me in a position of such humility, trying the bits and pieces that I can't understand at the level that God allows me to of how much he loves me. God, how much he loves me. And how much he loves each and every one of you how much he loves his people. So unconditional. If we can remove all of the rules <laughs> that we try to put on why we love or why we should be loved <laughs> or not be loved, remove all that. That's an, it's, God loves us in a no holes barred kind of way. Nothing. When the word says that absolutely nothing separates us, can you get that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't care what kind of life you led before you came to Christ. It doesn't matter. 
You led that life because you were ignorant to the truth. The truth that he loves you. And what else is it that we know is true? We know that because he loves us so much, that he unselfishly, in an act of his love for us, sent his only begotten son. And I know we can't understand that because we wouldn't give our only child for anything or anyone. I get that. But guess what? He did. He did. He sent his only begotten son to pay the only price that could be paid to reconcile so that there can be no sacrifice greater so that we would have no excuse, absolutely no excuse, and that there could be nothing to keep us from living in eternity with him. So our journey is a journey of which he is, has drawn us to him, to a point of acceptance of him, so that we can recognize and reconcile his truth and his love. Why? So that we can convey his truth and his love. Hallelujah! Jesus! And that as we continue in it, we continue to get it. We continue to get it. And we can continue to share it. It doesn't matter where you are. God is going to use you when and as he sees fit. So you ask yourself, will you be open to that? Come on. Will you be open to that? See, we miss the appointment lots of times along the way during the journey. And that's okay. What do we do when we miss our appointment, when we miss our doctor's appointment, when we miss the appointment that we were supposed to have with our friend for lunch? What do we do? We call and we make another appointment. <laughs> we reappoint ourselves. Reappoint. Reappoint yourself. And those are the things that God is wanting to talk to us about today. It's okay when we miss it. Reappoint yourself. Recommit yourself. Okay? So the truth. What is that scripture? Let's go to John 8, 32. And I left my big Bible at home today. John 8.32. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You're so good to us, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank God for these magnifiers, because I am telling you. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And in John 8, 32, I'm going to back up to 31. So Jesus was saying to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them, and I'm reading from the Amplified, so it's slightly more uh, expounding on the passage that we're reading. So if you abide in my word, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them, then 
you are my disciples, truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. And it's here he was talking to the disciples about the truth of who he is and in coming into a knowledge and an understanding of who he is. That's what God is calling us to do every day. Come into a knowledge and an understanding of who he is. And he says here that if you abide in my word, abide, continually obey and study and consume yourself with my word and my teachings and living in accordance with them, he said, and living in accordance with them. Not pick up, read, fill your head with a bunch of words and knowledge and things that you can recite. He said, but in, in living in accordance with them, he said, then you are truly my disciples. And he said in verse 32, and you will know the truth regarding salvation, because that's specifically what he was talking about at this time. But I believe he is saying to us today that if we continue and obey, and walk in accordance with the truth of knowing God's word. He says that you will know the truth. He said, and the truth will set you or make you free. In this context, free from what? The penalty of sin. See, when we know the truth, then we want to walk in the truth. Because we realize we get past the point of just doing right to get something good. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not doing what we're doing for the reward. Because when we recognize and become rooted and grounded in the truth, it becomes what we do, period. It just becomes who we are. And there is no making up your mind whether you're going to tell the truth, walk in the truth, do the truth. No, you just live that way. You just live that way. And that, and it is knowing that truth, knowing the truth in that way that makes us free, that liberates us and allows us to live in the freedom that God has intended. Otherwise, we are still living in bondage. If we're walking in truth one day, not walking in truth the next day, if we're wavering, we're still in bondage. I'm tired of living like that. And we've heard that you have to be, you have to get tired of being tired before you are willing to change. Amen? So it is that truth that we can know, and it is only because we know that truth that it can make us free. Jesus. Man, thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of the reasons why, and we've talked about this already a little bit, why we don't want to walk in truth or just don't walk in truth. Sometimes we're just in fear. Sometimes we're uncertain. And then that leads us to talking about and understanding how we must, we must trust God. We have to trust God. And that's specifically what he said to me. He said, we must learn to trust again. Because, again, 
in our humanity, we've become so conditioned to living in this world. And I think that's the thing that we need to guard ourselves against. Guard ourselves against becoming susceptible to our humanity. I mean, it's, it's, it's inevitable we have to live in this flesh. But being in the world and not of it is what he means, is living in the world, but not being of the world, of the world in such a way that we do the things that the world does the way the world does them for all the same reasons that the world does what they do. We have to constantly guard against that. And that is no joke because if you, we are not careful, we get down the road in this journey and we look up, man, and we look like everybody else. That's a dangerous position to be in. Because guess what? Darkness won't be able to tell the difference. Do you hear me? Jesus, and we don't want to live that way. God. Thank you, Jesus. So learning to trust again. We've learned to distrust because of our experiences, because somebody did us wrong, because somebody hurt us, because somebody let us down, because somebody disappointed us. I said somebody. Some man, some woman, some relative, a boss, set us up for something, used us as a pawn for something that they wanted to try to get, you know, all those things that we allow to, to, to come in and break us down. To break us down in our mind and in our heart. But it's those experiences that if we understand the truth of God's word, that it's not about how much we can trust man, but how much we can trust God. How much we can trust God. The God who said that he will never leave us, nor forsake us. We already talked about all those truths. And he also said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He said that he will never change his mind. He is the same today as he was yesterday, and he promised that he's going to be the same tomorrow. So we don't have to be concerned about him switching up on us because that's what man has done to us, switched up on us. That's why we don't trust people today. People come to you and they say, I have trust issues. And we, rec we already know that. <laughs> but I have trust issues. But it's, it's, all, it's one of those things. But it really is because man let them down. But guess what? That's your opportunity to minister the, to them about the truth of who God is. And talk to them about how they can trust in the almighty God. Trust in a man who will never let them down, which is our father, God. He'll never let you down. He'll never leave you. And guess what? He won't ever lie to you. So what he said in this word, he won't lie to you. What it is is what it is. No need to twist that, change that, fix that. It is what it is. So it's the expectations that we have set ourselves up with 
and that other people are living in those expectations that they have set for themselves that allow them to live in a, in a position of distrust. So when they see you coming to share the word, they don't trust you either. And they don't trust the words that are coming out of your mouth. So it's very important that we live this lifestyle of truth because we never know who is watching, but someone is always watching, always. We don't never know who, sometimes we don't know who it is. We don't know where they are. They could be way across the, they're looking at you from afar because you've, you, they've heard you say that you are a believer. They've heard you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. They've heard you, watched you pray over your meal. They say, oh, they must be a Christian. So they're watching you because they want to know, mm, probably like all the rest of them Christians. That's why they won't go to the church house today. But guess what? They're going to see you on your job. They're going to see you in the store. They're going to see you at the gas station. They're going to be riding in the car with you when you offer to give them a ride home and somebody cuts you off. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> Come on now, they're watching you, okay? So we need to learn how to trust God. And when we learn how to trust God, we also learn again to trust ourselves because we don't trust who we are. Do you understand? We don't trust who we are, who God has made us to be. We don't trust that. Come on. We don't trust that yes, God is giving gifts to man and that, okay, he created me. God has given gifts to man. God has given me a gift that he intends to use in me and through me for his benefit so that he gets the glory. So somebody will come to know how much he loves them, how unconditionally he loves them, and that somebody can come to understand that they can trust an infallible God. Come on. You trust the gift that God has placed in you? Do you trust that? I don't mean trust who you've conditioned yourself to be. Trust what God has created you to be. Because there is an intended use and a purpose for that gift. Trust in that. Guess what? The more you walk in that, the more confident, and the more secure, the more enabled you become. Because you, become, you come to recognize what the truth is. Let's go to Proverbs 3 and 5. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read verse 1, <clears throat> and we'll get to verse 5. In Proverbs 3, verse 1, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments in line with what he's already been saying. For the length of days and years of life and tranquility and prosperity, they will add to you. Do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Qualities that we should carry as his children. 
bind them. Bind what? Bind mercy, bind kindness, bind truth around your neck. That means it should always be with you. We should always be walking in that, living in that. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So that's the thing that you are speaking when you open your mouth. In verse 4, it says, so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Verse 5, it says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. When we are young, we trust our parents. We trust mom. We trust dad blindly. Without question. Because we're young. And we're innocent, and we don't realize at that point that we live in this flesh and that there's an element of humanity so that when mom or dad let us down, we stop trusting. When they hurt us, we stop trusting. But the word says to trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, just like you trusted mom and dad when you were one, two, Three, you knew they were going to take care of you. You didn't ask no questions. You asked them for something and you expected them to give it to you. They told you to do something and you just accepted that. That is the trust, the level of trust that God is calling us to know again. Because see, we used to know it when we were little. We used to know that without asking any questions. So that's why he said, learn to trust again. Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. It's not because we are unintelligent. It is because our understanding is subject to our humanity. Do you understand that the things that that we are impressionable people. So the things that are impressed upon us can sometimes skew our judgment. So he says to not to rely on your own insight. Other words, constantly look to the Lord. Look to him for his wisdom, for his direction, and for his understanding. He said in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And that he will make your path straight and smooth. Removing obstacles that block your way. And let me add a little something to that. When is time? Because he started off talking to us about not trying to escape too quickly from the thing we might seemingly find ourselves captured in, from the challenges, from the uncomfortable things uh, in this world that we walk through along the journey, okay? So the obstacles and those that God takes care of things in his own time. One thing that he has had to minister to me about and teach me about is not being in control. Ooh, Lord, that's been difficult for me because for a long time, a lot of years, I had to have it together. I had to make sure it was hitting it on all cylinders. <laughs> and 
you know, there, there, is, there is something in that. Man, you realize, as God has been teaching me, I realize how many times I missed what God wanted to do. And that is the thing, that is the trap that we fall into. We're so bent on controlling the matter or the outcome of a thing that we completely shut God out. His plan is just, and he's just like, okay, I'm just going to wait right here till you're ready. Because he's not going to leave us. He's just going to wait. He's going to let you do your thing until you get to the point, hopefully we get to the point where we realize, man, I missed that. I, me I, I royally messed that up. Control. God is in control. Why is it that I felt like that I needed to be the one in control? <laughs> because I didn't trust God. Okay? I didn't trust God enough to let him do it his way. I didn't trust God enough to not be able to see the end of the road. So learning to trust again is what God is calling us to do, to learn how to trust him, learn how to trust in ourselves, because if we're trusting God, and if we're living and walking that journey with him, we'll be able to trust the things that we can do, that we will do, the decisions that we will make. Because we're always seeking to do that which is according to the word, the will of the Father. But ultimately, we only, we want to make sure we are trusting God. And when we have reconciled and made peace with those areas in our lives, we're able to trust other people. We're able to trust others. We can trust others. Can you believe it? Yeah, we can. That don't mean that everybody's going to be telling you the truth all the time, okay? But what it does mean is that you don't have to stand there trying to figure it out, okay? Woo, what a liberating moment that is. You don't have to stand there and figure out whether they're telling you the truth whether they really did what they said they did or going to do. Because why? Because you trust God. And guess what? God already knows all that other stuff. And all you got to be worried about is whether you walking in truth with him. You hear me? That's all you got to be worried about. And guess what? All that energy you were using on everybody else, guess where you can put that? Woo! Come on now. That's a liberating moment right there. And the more you experience it, the more you want it. Okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So trust. I didn't tell you guys what, what Webster said the meaning of trust was. He said it's a firm belief in the, real, in the reliability, okay, in the reliability of truth connected to already what God is talking to us about. It's a firm belief in the reliability of truth. And are we talking about man's truth? No, because we can't have a firm reliability 
in man's truth, okay? <laughs> Sorry. But we can have a firm reliability in God's truth, okay? It is also the ability or the strength of someone, of someone or something, okay? To believe in the reliability of truth and the ability of strength. But again, God's truth. God's truth. God's truth. God's truth. And that is what we can say to ourselves every single time we start questioning whether so-and-so is telling us to choose. Ah, uh -uh, wait a minute. God's truth. Uh -uh. God's truth. God's truth. Even in what God has, meant, has spoken to you, spoken to me, spoken to all of us, God's truth. The reliability on God's truth. That's how we began to trust again. And just remember, that's the blind truth or uh, trust that we had as babes. There was no mistrust in mom or dad or anyone that we believed that was there to help us, that we gravitated to, that we held to, that we cling to. Cling to God. Cling to his truth. God needs us to keep moving forward and realize that he is the one writing this story. He is the one who is in control of what the end of the story looks like. So when we begin to trust him, we can remember and we can trust in the fact, oh, that's right, Lord, this is your story. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Thank you for using me, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the part that you've allowed me to play in the story that you're writing. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. And then, as God is writing that story, we can trust in the fact that he who began a good work in us, he is faithful. He is faithful to complete it. He is faithful to bring it to, to continue to perfect it, to bring it to a completed end. God is faithful. He is faithful. That's another truth. He is faithful. It's the truth that we know that. We know that. Come on. There was a song. He who began a good work in you. Anybody know that? He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Will be faithful to complete it. He who start a good work will be faithful to complete it in you. Sometimes I sing that song because it reminds me of the word and of God's promise. That it, what is in me and the journey that God has me on is a work that he began. And that he is faithful to complete that. To, to, to monitor all the activity going on in that. And I can trust him to bring it 
to a continued, perfected, completed end. Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to talk about standing. Now when we recognize, okay, we've made peace with that element of truth in our lives. We've made peace with the fact that we must learn to trust again. And then you stand on what you know is true. Have you ever talked to somebody that absolutely knew that what they were telling you was the truth? Because it was the truth for them. Actually, really, whether it was really the truth or not, okay? <laughs> like we see an attorney uh, in the court of law, they gonna fight it to the end because they are going to express to the jury and the judge and whoever is listening that what they are saying is the truth. Okay, but the truth we are standing on is the word of God. God's truth. God's truth. And when we are standing, when we are standing, is that we have, we, we have or maintain an upright position supported by one's feet. And that indicates to me that standing is also a, a, a position of posture. How we stand. We stand in confidence. In confidence. And boldly being able to declare God's truth. God's love. Because we trust in the word of God. We trust in the almighty God. So we can stand and be confident and rooted where we stand. It's also to be situated in a particular place or a position, to have an attitude towards a particular issue. And ladies, to have an attitude towards a particular issue, which we can do that very well, to have an attitude towards a particular position. Because when we know something, we're going to express that thing with everything that is within us. But the attitude by way of the spirit, by way of the spirit, knowing the truth that God has declared to us in his word. That is the attitude. And it's not a tell you off kind of attitude when somebody doesn't agree with what it is you have to say or share about what is in the word of God. You're, we are always to be walking uh, and, 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 and living from a position of love and kindness of mercy. Even as we have that attitude to express the truth, we do that from a position of love, kindness, and mercy. Because if they can't accept the truth of the word, they're just blind. So they need that mercy. It's okay, we needed it too. Okay? We needed it. Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, to know that I am God. He says, it is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. His hands made me. That gives me understanding. And asking him to help us to walk in his commandments every day. even when things aren't quite going right, even when we've stepped off the path, when we stepped away from the journey, we didn't obey God as we talked about in the beginning, 
we need to always refer back to the blueprint. God began talking to me about the blueprint. The blueprint. I said, well, the blueprint. And what is a blueprint? The blueprint are the, 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 the intricate details, the plan that an architect uses to express and to help others to see the picture so that the building or the project gets completed. So that it gets completed. And it is very, very detailed, very detailed. And God's blueprint for us is in his word. If we ever get off track, we need to go back, go back to the blueprint. He'll quickly get you back on track. It's okay. He'll quickly get you back on track. Let's reappoint ourselves. Let's make another appointment. Recommit ourselves. Because people, there are people waiting to hear the truth that is inside of us. People waiting to experience the love that God has loved us with. Jesus. Sometimes we don't feel like and I say feel like we can encourage or help or talk to or take the time to listen to somebody else because of what we're going through, being too consumed about what's going on with us. And I understand. I get that. Trust me, God is not unconcerned about what's going on with you. God has all that taken care of. He's watching it all. He is God Almighty, for goodness sake. He can juggle a few different things at one time, including the mess that your life might be in. So we don't have to focus all of our attention on what is or what is not going on in our lives that keeps us from moving forward to help somebody else. Come on. Loving and living from a position of, of liberty allows us to be able to do that, to take the time to stop, to talk to someone, to listen to what someone else is going through, so that you have the opportunity. All that does is open up an opportunity for God to get a foot in, to get a toe in, to get a word in, to encourage someone. You don't know what that's going to do to their lives. So that's what God is telling us today to reappoint ourselves, to recommit ourselves, to make peace with those things, with, with truth, with trust, and take a position to stand on that. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's give God praise. Let's give him praise. Thank him for his word. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And, you know, because we're all human, we all miss it from time to time. And we all sometimes get discouraged. But today, all service long, God has been encouraging us. He has been encouraging us to hold our heads high. He's been encouraging us. Lift up your head. 
He's been encouraging us, saying, you don't have to feel ashamed about that. Because I love you, saith the Lord. I love you. I am your God. You can trust me. He's encouraging us to go out and obey him. We may not have obeyed what he asked us to do yesterday, but today is a new day. And he's asking us to make a commitment to reappoint ourselves. Reappoint ourselves to the mission. Reappoint ourselves to the mission of the kingdom, kingdom business. And God's business is all about saving souls. That's all it's about. Very simple. Everything he asks us to do is about saving souls.